This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. Shalom of Rocha and a warm, warm welcome to our entire radio family. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The program is as it is every week at this time. Soul to soul, Rabbi Moshe Schnurb here in the hot seat, welcoming all of you to another beautiful opportunity to spend a few minutes together as we draw close to Shabbos Kodesh and spend a few minutes being inspired spending a few minutes getting some words of Torah, some words of Musr, some words of wisdom, so to uh, uh, kind of get ourselves in a place so we can utilize this time, this Shabbos, this period of the three weeks that we're, that we're in. And then, of course, at the end, we learn some halacha, we learn some Shabbos that will help us, Be'ez Hashem, which we'll learn, we'll talk about in a few minutes, the, the concept of, of using Shabbos as a way of bringing, of bringing Melech what an opportunity. So this week is a very, very special Shabbos. We know, of course, it's Shabbos Matis Masse. It's the Shabbos you make a seum on the book of Bamidbar. And even though, of course, we were not going to be in Shul, we're not going to have the opportunity of reading the Parsha together. We still, we read the Parsha ourselves at home. And we can still say, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak. Strengthen ourselves. Be strong, be strong. Let's be strong together. Let's weather this terrible, terrible plague that we're dealing with now, this third wave that uh, we're, we're dealing with, and, and uh, keep, keep on dominating, keep on having in mind all those who are, who are all the other together, should uh, bring them to a full very, very quickly. Let's start with the end of the Parsha uh, today, where the Torah in Parsha's Masa is talking about Coming to Eretz Yisrael. And there's a passage that says, V'loi sachanifu es asheratembo. And the Sufri says, this word sachanifu is actually a warning to us that one mustn't use this terrible need of chanofa, which is usually translated as, as flattery. That, that, uh, that, uh, we know that the great Leaders of the Jewish of the Jewish nation, uh, uh, if if there was someone who was acting or performing in a way that was completely contrary to what the derech Torah, what the Allah of the Torah was, so they wouldn't show favoritism. They wouldn't they wouldn't curry favor with a person like uh, like like that. See, they tell a story that took place in the city of Slutsk, where the Rav was of Yosef Doiv. So the Vechik, the base Halevi. So there was this man, a very wealthy person who made a bar mitzvah for his son and hired a really, really, really fancy carriage for the occasion and went with a carriage to go and fetch the rov to come to the, to the bar mitzvah. So they arrive at the house and he goes inside to, to escort the rov to the carriage to come to the bar mitzvah. So, the Basilevi asks the father, so tell me what, uh, what, uh, what subject is the, is the Babach uh, Bamitzah going to cover in his grosha? What's he going to speak about? So the father says to him, what are you talking about? Speak? Rabbi, times have changed. Boys don't speak anymore at their, at their, at their bar mitzvahs. So says the Rav, well, if that's so, He's not teaching, if he's not going to be speaking any Torah at his simcha, then this party is just a 
Meishav Leitzim. It's a, it's a, just a place of, of laziness and, 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 and people that are, are completely devoid of Torah. I'm not coming. And, and of course the father gets then all embarrassed and says, Oh, please, what am I going to do? I, everyone's going to be so, everyone's going to be so, uh, embarrassed. What should I, what should I, what should I tell him? So he says, tell him very, very clearly that any chosen bar mitzvah who's not going to be saying divitoya at his simcha, so then the, the party is, is just a complete waste of time and has no kedush at all, and I'm not coming. Standing around there was another, a, a simple person from the city, who his son also on that day had a, a, a bar mitzvah, and he just came to the rov's house to get it to get a bracha from 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 the rov. But when he heard the the rov uh, uh, the rov's words, he, he had the chutzpah and he went and he said, "Rov." We're having a little bar mitzvah in the house, a little lachayim, and my son's going to be saying, going to be saying a, a drasha. Without delay, the base levy stood up, put on his coat, and said, "Right, I'm coming. I'm coming with him." The Torah instructs us to stand up for what is right and not to kowtow or fawn to those who we, who we think we have to somehow show honor to. This is one one point nine Chai FM Salt and Soul. We'll be back on the radio. In a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, on your radio here, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Matas, Masay, the second Shabbos of the three-week period of mourning that we're going through. And let's talk a little bit about the something from our Pasha, and maybe let's talk about the concept of Golos and talk about Mashiach and, and some very, very important, important things. In the Sefer Yitav Lev, he comments on the very first Pasuk in our Pasha, where it says, Vayedaber Moshe Aroshe Amatis. Moshe speaks to the heads of the tribes. And he says, that's funny. That's a very unusual phrase. We don't find anywhere else that Moshe Abenus addresses the leaders is Ziknei Yisrael. Why specifically by the laws of Nidorim, by the laws of promises and oaths? With does Moshe Rabbeinu speak to the leaders of the Matas in such a in such an unusual expression? And he explains it based on what the Gemara says in Baba Basra. The Gemara says about a certain Arab uh, who was a, uh, a, a business a businessman that he showed Rava, Rava the son of Barchana, all kinds of amazing, amazing things. And in fact, uh, the Svarim bring that uh, uh, that he was in fact Elio uh, uh, Hanavi, and he showed him. Uh, 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 he appeared as an Arab, but he was actually Elio Hanavi. And one of the things that the Gemara brings. So the Arab said to Rabbi Barbachana, come, I'm going to show you Harsinai. And Rabbi Barbachana said, I heard, when I was there, <coughs> I heard a basco, a heavenly voice that was saying, Woe is to me, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that I swore, but now, 
<coughs> that I swore? Me may fairly. Who's going to be able to absolve my the, the oath that I made? So when he came and reported what he had seen to the other to the other Chachamim, they said to you, you should have said to him, Mufalach, you should have said to him, your nader is absolved. In other words, you should have been, been matir his shvur. You should have absolved the shvur of Hakadosh Baruch Hu about the gullus, because you certainly are. The law is that a even an individual judge who is an expert judge is allowed to annul promises. So why didn't you do it? And the gullus would have ended because Hakadosh Baruch Hu can't. Be matia, cannot abrogate, cannot, cannot undermine or, or destroy his own, his own oath, as, uh, as the Gemara in fact says in, in, uh, in the Dorim. It says, lo yachel devoroi. You, you shouldn't have profane his word. And we learn from here that a Talmud Chacham cannot undo his own, his own nether. So we see from here that there is there is within the gambit, within the power of the great tzaddikim of our generation to somehow even be able to undo the oath of, of HaKadosh Baruch about the Golas. Even more fascinating, in many Machzairim, before Kol Nidre, you'll see there's a page. It's basically illegible to most of us because it's Aramaic, but it's a, it's a piece from the Tukuni Hazaya, starts with the words, Kam Rabbi Shimon Al-Raglov, where the basic intent is that Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai davent before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that if in any way Hashem has made either a promise or an oath not to redeem the Jewish nation until a particular time, so the tzaddikim of that generation, Hashem should know, that the tzaddikim of that generation are able to annul his vow or his or his promise, and that's what it means. That Moshe that that he asked the leaders of all the shvatim, who are the obviously the leaders of the of the generation, that if they hear from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, if they hear that basko. The same one that Rabbi Bachana heard and said, Oh, Elish and Ishpati, woe is to me that I made this oath to put the Jews in Gullus. And now that I made the oath, who's going to annul it for me? So then they shouldn't be quiet like Rabbi Bachana was quiet. El Alemar, say to them, Mufalach, 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 annul the promise. And they allow, allow Akadish Baruchu to, 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 uh, redeem us from, from the godless because we're no, he's no longer bound by that, by that oath. And the, uh, the Pasuk explains why is it that Akash Baruch Hu cannot annul the promise himself? Because it says, This is what Hashem commanded. If a person made a neder, to Hashem, or Yishav Hashavah, or he made an oath, loy yachel devaro. And we, the Gemara learned that a Tamachacham is not allowed to annul his own promise. But other people can do it for him. 
So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was asking the leaders of the Shvatim of his time and of all times that they should say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Whatever you said, you have to do. You have to fulfill what you have said. Hashem, Hashem said in the Torah, right? That the Chacham is able to be matir someone else's promises or someone else's oaths. Now, Toysvis there in, in, in Bechorus asks a, a, a question based on this tomorrow. We said that, uh, the, he heard this, this, uh, Baskal coming out at Hasinai and said, woe is to me that I made this oath. But now that I've made such an oath, me mayfairly. He used the word mayfair. Now, there are two different ways. The Gemara in Dharam says there are two different ways that if a person has a promise, we can, we can, uh, we can annul the promise. One is if we're talking about either a girl who's under bas mitzvah or under 12 and a half, or a, uh, then it's in terms of her father, or a woman who's married in terms of her husband, there's certain kind of promises that if they hear them, they can do what's called hafaras nedarim. Hafaras nedarim means that in a situation where the promise is somehow going to affect the relationship between the father and the daughter, or the husband and the and, and the wife, they have a right to say, right, we don't want this neder. And from that point on, the neder is, 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 uh, is cancelled. That is the ability of a, of a husband and a, and a father in certain circumstances. There are also situations what we call hataras nedarim. Hataras nedarim is not done by a father husband. It's done by a rav or a bezdin, where a person has made a promise and now finds himself in a situation where for whatever reason, it's now very, very difficult, perhaps even impossible, for him to continue to maintain observance of that promise or oath. And he goes in front of the Chacham and says, look, I made this, I made this neder. And, and in the discussion, uh, they find out if there's something, uh, if, if he had been aware at the time when you made the the, the, the promise that this circumstance was going to be like this. Would you have made it? And the person would say, no. Then the Chacham has the power to do Hatarasandam. This is what we do on Erev Rosh Hashanah, Erev Yom Kippur, where we stand in front of a Bezdin and we say, any promises that I may have made, this Bezdin should now annul them and make them, and make them, uh, their mutter. Right, and the difference is that, that, that when the Chacham is Matar he uproots it from the very, very beginning that there never was a Neder there at all. Now, the difficulty that Taisus asks is that when, in, in the language of the Gemara, Hashem says, oh, yeah, I made this oath, who's going to be Mayfear it for me? Now, Hafaras Nadarim is only something that applies to a husband or a, a father, right? And we're talking about, oh, that tzaddikim of the generation, as, as the Chachamim, they have the right to be matyonedim. So how can it be that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, me mayfearly, he really should have said, me matyonedim. Who's going to be matyon, my nedim? Which Chacham is going to come and, 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 uh, and, uh, uproot my, my promise? 
So Taisus answers that Hakadosh Baruch Hu used the word Afara, which is what the pasuk says, "Im Hafer Yafer Asam Ishab Yam Shamay." But really, he, his intention was to be to be Hafara. We're going to carry on. There's lots more of this discussion, but we have to go take an ad break. This is one one point nine High FM, Soul to Soul, the best radio show on your airwaves. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Matas, Masay, which is also Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh of Chodesh, of the beginning of the nine days of mourning, but it's Shabbos and it's Rosh Chodesh, are really double crowned, uh, certainly a two kugel Shabbos, this this week we are talking about a very interesting topic. We're talking about Hakadosh Baruch Hu asking, who is going to allow, who is going to annul the oath that He made to send us into 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 Gullis. And we we learned the Gemara that Rabbi Barbachana had an opportunity to actually annul Hakadosh Baruch Hu's vow, but didn't but didn't take it. But and 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 uh, and uh, we said that. Even though uh, Hashem uses the language of hafaras nadorim, which is something that that uh, that is usually only done by a husband or a or a father, but he meant it. He meant the concept of hafaras nadorim, which is something that the chachamim of the generation would have the power would have the power to do. However, in in, uh, in the Sefer Torah on on the Gemara in uh, Baba Basra, he says differently. He says, no. When Hashem says the word, me mayfairly, who's going to annul the promise in the way a father and a husband can do, that he, Hashem was referring to the tzaddikim, who are like Moshe Rabbeinu, who was such, so great, and at such a great level of Kedusha, that if such a thing can be said, they were almost considered like the 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 mate, the husband of the of the Shekhinah Kedusha, because whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, 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 decrees, whatever the Tzaddik decrees, Hakadosh Baruch Hu fulfills it like a like a, a worthy wife who does the and carries out the will of her of her of her husband, and that's why. Meshavain was called Ish Hayalekim because he was, so to speak, the, the Ish of, of, uh, of, uh, the husband, so to speak. Such thing could be said of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because HaKadosh Baruch Hu would do whatever he wanted like this wife who does her husband's, her husband's, uh, her husband's will. And, uh, this is mentioned in the, in the, uh, in the in this forum, also the Zaya says, <coughs> "Come and come and see." It says the Zaya Baracha Asher Berach Moshe Ish HaElakim. This is the Bracha that Moshe Ish HaElakim. The Torah actually uses the word Ish HaElakim, so to speak, which could be literally translated as the husband of of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In fact, we find elsewhere, says Zayar, where it says, It was the day that Moshe Rabbeinu 
we translate kalas as finished, but it could also be a kala that Hakadosh Baruch was kala shemayshu was mayshu abenu's a kala that that mayshu abenu gave a bracha to ever he wanted, and uh, he wasn't afraid because Hakadosh Baruch he knew that Hakadosh Baruch would fulfill uh, his will as a as a wife does to to her husband. Therefore, says the Torah Chaim, Hakadosh Baruch was very exact. When he said, me may fearly, who's going to do our foras nadarim, something as we said that's reserved only for a husband or, or a father. Because for that reason, right? because Akarishpoko is, is, is revealing to us that he's looking for a tzaddik on such a level like Moshe Rabbeinu, who's literally like the, like the husband of the, of the Shechina. To such a degree, that that husband then would be able to be mayfear, would be able to annul the shvur of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, like a husband who can annul his wife's his wife's uh, 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 his wife's uh, uh, vows. The the uh, the Chassam Seifer in uh, in his in his chedushin to to Moseches uh, Gittin. Uh, Brings the the uh, uh, brings the question: How can the Chachamim? How can the Chachamim have said to Rava Bar Barachana? You should have said to Hashem, Mufulach, Mufulach. The Shulchanarach paskins it's it's an explicit halacha that first of all the the person who made the neder really has to specify what the neder was before before the Chacham. And if he didn't uh, explain exactly what what the net, what the uh, promise was, then uh, it, even even sort of after the fact, it's not a good annulment. And here we don't find that in, in that Pascal, Hashem did not specify at all what the shvu was. He just said, "Oh, it was to me that I made an oath." So the Chassam Sefer answers that based on this Torah Chaim. It says it's not difficult at all, because the tzaddik who's going to be the one that is matira kadosh baruch hu's neder is not the normal chacham who is going to be matirat by finding some excuse and some rationale that you regret having made the neder because it would have for the, because of the present circumstances, because we can't say that by by uh, by kadosh baruch hu. Right, even we know that even if a a a, a, a angel declares a a a, a, a nazirus, so it's impossible to 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 regret that. So what is the chacham actually doing? The chacham is acting like a husband who is made for the neder for his wife, kaviyachol, and 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 the mekubalim in fact say that Moshe's ish ha'elakim is the husband of. Of the uh, of of the of the Shechina, and he actually quotes the the the, the Torah Chaim. So it comes out since this Chacham was going to be who's going to be made for the Neder is doing it in the guise of a of a husband. So there, you don't need to to uh, 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 expl- be explicit about what the promise the promise uh, promises. 
and uh, we don't even we don't even need the uh, the uh, uh, the consent. She just has to the kachum is matrit, and that's and that's it. As as the as the poskim as the prongsim, as the poskim bring bring down. What's left for us to is to talk about is who is this tzaddik that's going to be on such a level that they could speak kaviyachal the husband. Of, of the Shkin that he'll be able to, to annul the, the oath of, of HaKadosh Baruch So perhaps we can say that the Tzaddik who's going to have this aspect of being the husband of, of the, of the Shkina will come about through especially the mitzvah of Shemir Shabbos. Because in, in the, the Medrash, actually in next week's Parsha in Devarim Rabbah, it says, it says Rabbi Shulben Chananya says, we know that a a non-Jew who keeps Shabbos before he before he uh, 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 actually converts and has has a brismila, so such a person is is chayv misa. He's liable to be to be put to death. Why? Ask the Medrash because he's not commanded to keep. To keep Shabbos, and why do we, where do we see from this fact that if a non-Jew who keeps Shabbos, he's liable to put to death? So the manager says, because normally the king and the queen they sit and they sort of schmoozing uh, uh, together. So someone is going to come and interrupt and, and start putting in his two cents into their into their conversation. What a chutzpah. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything more, more of an affront to the royal, to the royal couple, to someone else interrupt the conversation. For sure he's going to be put to death. So too, this Shabbos, right, which is the union of, of, of Kaisal and, and Akadosh Barakos, it says, Bein you, Bein B'nai Yisrael. Shabbos is the, is the sign between Hashem and the B'nai Yisrael. So therefore anyone who's not from the club, an outsider who comes and tries to push himself in between Kaisal and Akadosh Baruch until he is actually part of the club and he's had his brismila, such a person would be Chayev, would be Chayev Misa. So therefore it comes out that through keeping the, the, the Shabbos, we are then considered in this matrimonial relationship of husband and wife together with, with HaKadosh Baruch And that's in fact what, what the Vilna Gaon, uh, uh, writes in, uh, in his Chidush HaGadosh, that this is the secret of the three Tfilis that we say on Shabbos. On, on uh, Friday night, the text of the main brach of the Shemona Esrei is Atakidashta. Hashem, you sanctified the seventh day. And that corresponds to Kiddushin, the first step, the betrothal of, of the, of the, of the marriage. The, in, in Shachris, we say, Yismach Moshe. That's the, the Shemona Esrei of Shachris begins with the words, Yismach Moshe. Right, Kalil Teferes Brayshayna Satale. Right, you put this beautiful uh, uh, crown of glory on his head, and a Kalil corresponds to the to the Chupa. Right, 
uh, because then they become that makes complete the yismach moish. That that makes complete the the uh, the the existence of the chosen and kala uh, uh, together. And then mincha we say ata echad, and that's of course the yichud of this marriage. So we have the kedushin, uh, we have the 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 chupa, and we have the yichud of the marriage that takes place on Shabbos between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and, and Klal, and Klal Yisrael. And Moish Rabbeinu merited to be the, the husband of the Shekinah, so to speak, through Shabbos Kodesh. In fact, the tour brings down in Simon Reish Pei Aleph to explain the, the reason what, of what we say for Shachras on Shabbos, Yismach Moisha B'mat Naskalkai, he brings two explanations. First, he says, what's Yismach Moshe? That when our, our forefathers were in Mitzrayim, and Moshe saw the terrible, terrible suffering that they were, they were undergoing in, 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 in Egypt, how, how the Egyptian taskmasters were making their lives so, so miserable. So he asked Paro to give them one week in the day where they could, where they could rest. Right? It, it, it's illogical to make anyone work seven days a week. You're going to break them. And at the end of the day, they, 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 they agreed with him. And of course, he chose the seventh day of Shabbos. And therefore, when they were commanded later about the, the Shabbos, so Moshe Rabbeinu was tremendous, tremendously happy because that, uh, that he had chosen that day, and that's Yismach Moshe Bematnas Chalka. Moshe Ben rejoiced when what he had, uh, pushed for became, became, uh, became reality. That's one shot. And the second shot is because it says, uh, Torah says that in Kisisa Kilodas Kiani Hashem Mekadishem, and you should know that I am a Kodesh Baruch Hu, who, who sanctifies you. So it says, when it says that, so says HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Moshe Rabbeinu, Matana Toiva Yeshli, Bebeis Genazai. I have this tremendous treasure in my, in my, in my safe deposit box. The Shabbos Shema. And it's called Shabbos. And I want to give it to Klaiso. Right? Lech Voidim. Go tell them about it. And therefore it says, Yismach Moshe, Go tell them about the great gift that I want to, that I want to, uh, that I want to give them. The Chidah, in fact, says in, in, uh, in Chaymas, in Chaymas Anach, on the Slich Pasha, on the Pasuk, says, Don't make your word profane. Keep your word. Whatever comes out of your mouth, you should, you should say. So he brings that, uh, in the name of Rabbi Shimshon, that, uh, it says that a person should be so careful not to uh, 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 say something and then not come to the party, not to fulfill what he has undertaken to do. Because whatever a person says, whether positive or, or not so positive, accomplishes tremendous, tremendous things in the upper, in the upper world, both positively and, and, uh, and, and negatively. And, and it creates... Advocates, or God forbid, uh, uh, pro- prosecutors. And he brings there, and if, if you're wondering, how can it be that speech down here in this world has such an effect in, uh, in, 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 uh, in, in Shemayim? 
because we see that uh, uh, that uh, you know if you have a, a, a barrel of wine and the barrel of wine is, is sealed and it's in the it's in the uh, in the wine cellar, isn't it true that even someone walking quite far away is going to be clearly be able to discern the smell of the wine? <clears throat> so too, if you can understand that about smell, then we should understand that about speech. That speech has an effect not only where it's said, when it's said, but all over the, the, the world, all over the universe, it makes an effect. In fact, he says, if you take the words that we've spoken about, lo yachel devaroi, don't make your words profane, kechola yoitze, whatever comes out, you must, you must fulfill. So if you take the, the first letter of all those words, loy is lamet, 30, yachel, is yud is ten forty? Devarai. The first letter is is, is a dalit, so that's forty four. Kichol. First letter is chaf, so that's sixty four. Hayyotze sixty nine is the gemacho. It's one of 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 yayin. So it has this long, long reaching effect even in in Shemayim. And and the the concept here is that the the allusion to the power. Of, of, of a promise is, is, is this marshal of, of, of a wine to, 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 uh, to show us that it's kind of you know, what we always say at a wedding. In ve agefen, be in ve, in ve agefen, says, who's able to annul my, my shvua? Only the tzaddik who has this level of being like the husband of the, of the shina. And that's why Chazal said that we have to make Kiddush over wine as Shabbos, as Shabbos comes in. Because both of them are, are, are lead us to understand of the concept of the marriage between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and, and the Jewish, and the Jewish, the Jewish nation. And in fact, uh, you know, we, we talk about, uh, uh, we say, the scattered ones of, of Kleinstro will all be gathered together. And again, is the first letters of the Nun and the two Yuds is, is again Yayin. As, as again, a Baruch Hu, that he should finally be Matir, his, his, uh, his Neder and, and, uh, and, and redeem us. And we can understand, therefore, why it is that uh, the Gemara in Shabbos Kufyutes says that the reason Yushalayim was destroyed was because they were Mechalal Shabbos. And Yushalmi uh, brings down even more that uh, uh, Rabbi Shimon would carry out huge barrels of, of pieces of of uh, of bread, which he would give to the Aniyam every single week on Erev, Erev Shabbos. So why was Abbas Mikdash destroyed, says Yerushalmi? Because they used to play ball on on uh, on Shabbos. But almost in, contra- in contrast to that, the Gemara in Shabbos, in Kuf Yerches says, name Rab Yechanan, in the name Rab Shem Ben Yechai, if Klai Zor would only keep two Shabbosas Ka'alochah, Straight away, they would be, they would be, uh, they would be redeemed. And, uh, 
comes out, therefore, everything is dependent on our observance of Shabbos Kodesh. Because keeping Shabbos, we will be Zaycheh, all the yin will be Zaycheh, to become this level of, so to speak, being in matrimonial union with the Shekhinah, and then we'll be able to annul HaKadosh Baruch Hu's oath, and Klaisal can be, can be, uh, redeemed. And at the, we see also at the time of the, of the Chait of the Egel, again HaKadosh Baruch Hu took, took an oath. And the Gemara brings down in, in, uh, in, in Shabbos, from the Pasuk that says, Ba'yechal Moishes Pnei Hashem Elekov. And Moshe Ben will beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe says, Omra Abelazar, Melamet Sha'oram Omad Moshe Betfilol of Nea Kadosh Baruch Hu. Right, and Moshe Ben was standing there and and uh, and uh, and davening. Achachilu became almost almost uh, almost ill. And Rabbi says, Achachilu Nidroi until Hakadosh Baruch Hu finally annulled the neder. Why? Because it says by Yichal, and in our parsha says Lo Yachel Devorei. Right? I. Uh, uh, he couldn't be mech, he couldn't be uh, uh himself, but others could be could be mech. In other words, it comes out that during the sin of the eagle again, Hashem swore to punish Klai Yisrael, but Moshe Rabbeinu again, because of his relationship with with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Moshe was able to to break to to annul that 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 shvur. Let's let's do what we can to work on our own relationship. With Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and and through Shabbos, this Shabbos, beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos Hashkodesh. Let's let's see if we can create a real observance of the Shabbos that will cement our relationship and allow Hakadosh Baruch Hu to have his neder annulled and allow him to free us from this on this colors. This is one one point nine High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a minute with our Hilchos Shabbos segment. <music> This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos, Kurdish Pashas, Matas, Masle, which is the Shabbos of Chazak, and of course Shabbos for Shredish Av. And welcome back to all of our radio family, or those who may be just be tuning in. It's great to have you aboard, as we always do at this time in the show to let you know exactly when you can, uh, 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 what are the important times for this coming Shabbos. So, it starts off with, of course, with the earliest time for benching licht to start a little bit later this afternoon. Earliest time for uh, benching licht, let's call it 425, it's actually 424 and a half, let's call it 425, be the earliest time to get Shabbos started, and a nice cold Friday afternoon, that's a wonderful thing to just get get your Shabbos underway, Davin, Kabbal Shabbos as a family, maybe together, sing a beautiful Lachadaydi, and then, then go and then partake of a, of a beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos meal, the latest time for Benching Lich, this Shabbos is 13 minutes past 5, 5.13 is the latest time, make sure you have your candles lit by by then, which which means that uh, uh, Shkia is now at 5.31 today, 31 minutes past 5. So if you want to daven Mayrev 
Bismanoi, and not have to repeat Krishna. Uh, you have to wait till 5.49, almost 10 to 6, and then you'll be able to dive in Mayrav and not have to repeat the, the Krishna. Please remember that it is Rosh Chodesh, this Shabbos, and therefore we need to include Yalav Yavoy both in our Shemayin Esrei and in our Bichas Hamazon on Shabbos. We say both Ritzay and Yalav Yavoy. It's a special Shabbos. So uh, I know this is a bit late now, but you know, maybe a special dish for an honor, not only of honor of Shabbos, an honor of a Shredish is certainly, is certainly uh, uh, appropriate. As I always say, in some circles, the minig is to have us an extra kugel or something, maybe an extra dessert or something in honor of in honor of uh, of Rosh Chodesh. Tomorrow, the Kriyas Hatera is, of course, Pashas Matas Masay, which is the longest uh, psukim-wise uh, uh, laning in the entire of the entire of the entire year. Especially since we would tack on an extra uh, uh, seven psukim of the maftir of uh, of, of Shabbos Shabbos uh, Rosh Chodesh. So even though we're not going to be in shul and be able to lane it there, we certainly, in our davening, we should take a chumash and go through the, the parsha, lane, read through the, the parsha. Of course, we've spent time during the week, hopefully, going through the Rashis and getting ourselves acclimated and a little bit familiar with the concepts of the, of the parsha, but at least to, to read it through and the maftia. And although generally speaking, uh, uh, the Haftarah follows whatever the Maftir is, and because it is Shabbos Rosh Chodesh, the appropriate Haftarah one ordinarily would be the last chapter of Yeshaya, Kayama Hashem, Hashemayim Kisi. However, the Minig is that because it is the three weeks, and we have these three special, uh, again with the Parnus of these three special Haftarahs that talk about, uh, 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 the bitter predictions about the Golas and about the waywardness of, of Klai Yisrael. So in most communities, the Minig is to read the normal Haftar that you would read on Pasha's Masay, Shimu Dvar Hashem, and not the, the Haftar for, for Rosh, Rosh Chodesh. However, because it is Rosh Chodesh, obviously we will say Hallel as part of, of Shachris and the special Musaf, the Musaf of Atta Yitzarta instead of the normal Instead of the normal, uh, uh, of Tikanta, Tikanta Shabbos. And, uh, because of the Rosh we're not going to say, uh, Avorachamim or Tzidkoska Tzedek by, by, uh, by Mincha. Uh, the Pirkeyavis this week is Perik Base, the second Perik of, of Pirkeyavis in our third cycle for this, for this, uh, for this year. And, uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at five minutes past six, six oh five. And then of course we're going into the period of mourning, the more intense period of mourning known as the nine days and the restrictions against of course eating meat and and drinking wine. So you're gonna have to freeze all your all your Shabbos leftovers uh, this this uh, this week and no personal hygiene or no 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 bathing, just a quick Quick uh, a rinse to to keep the uh, you know whatever away and uh, and uh, no no laundering of of clothing the restrictions of of the nine days as as we all know and this of course builds up to the fact that next Shabbos is erev erev Tishabov 
and then Tishbav of course will be next Mitzvah Shabbos and, and Sunday, but we'll discuss that a little bit more, Bez Hashem, in, in next week's, in next week's, uh, uh, show. We are holding in the laws of Shabbos and we're talking about the timing of Shabbos. So last week we spoke about the concept of Ben Ashmoshes, that, uh, the time between what we call Shkia and, and, uh, and, and nightfall. And since we don't really know what the end of the day is, is the end of the day Shkia or the end of the day, uh, uh, nightfall. So we said that that period of time called Ben Ashmoshes is definitely unequivocally part of, of Shabbos, both on Friday night, we already consider it part of Shabbos, and on uh, Shabbos afternoon, as Shabbos goes out, we still consider it part part of, of Shabbos. So that takes us till till Shkia, till, till sunset. Now, based on the, on the fixed Kedusha period of Shabbos itself, so Shabbos, we know, is Yom HaShvi, is the seventh day, and therefore, Officially, the Kedusha of Shabbos should begin only when the seventh day of the week uh, uh, comes in, when Shabbos, when Shabbos enters. But we know it's a, it's a biblical mitzvah, it's a mitzvah minat Torah to add on from the weekday, from the day that is considered to be Friday, and make that part of Shabbos. Right? In other words, we're going to accept upon ourselves the, the Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos a little bit before the so-called Yom HaShvi, the so-called seventh day, actually comes upon us. And the same thing applies on the other end, even though as far as the actual, again, the sanctity of Shabbos carries on only until the end of the Seventh day, and as soon as the seventh day is over, Shabbos is over. Nevertheless, we've been commanded to again to accept upon Himself to extend a little bit the holiness of of Shabbos and to grab a little bit more time, which already is much of Shabbos and already is definitely part of called Sunday, and we're going to grab it and hold on to it for a few minutes as part of being. As part of being a, 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 a Shabbos. Now, through this additional time that we tack on to Shabbos at the beginning, at the end, so we demonstrate that the Shabbos is very, very precious to us until the to such a point that we're actually sort of going out to meet her in order to accept her before she comes. Upon us, it, it's the on way to do it. When someone, uh, a dignitary comes to the city, so they go out to the airport, and as soon as the plane touches down, there's the red carpet. There are all the dignitaries that go out to meet the 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 plane, right? And and therefore we also we go out to greet the the, the Shabbos before it comes to the city, and when it's over, we accompany it as it's uh, leaving, like a, a like this precious and and esteemed guest. Will we go out to meet him and we accompany him when he's about, when he's about to, uh, to, 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 to leave. Right. Now, we already learned that the time between Shkia and nightfall is very, very possibly already part of Shabbos. 
and we have to therefore treat it as all the laws of Shabbos. Therefore, in order to fulfill those additional mitzvah of Tosefa Shabbos, we have to add on and to accept the Shabbos a little bit before the sun even even uh, even sets. And and the meaning of of our women is to accept the Shabbos at the time when they light candles. So they're different minhagim uh, around the world as to how long before Shkia we generally accept Shabbos Shabbos to be. For instance, in in Yerushalayim, the custom is for women to light the candles forty minutes before sunset. Right in other places in in Eretzisah, I know in the, in the north in like Haifa, it's about thirty minutes before before the Shkia. Elsewhere, it's about about twenty minutes in uh, uh, before 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 the Shkia. We generally uh, uh, accept in 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 the Chutzlitz that we accept Shabbos. Our time printed in the calendar as the as the candle lighting time is generally eighteen minutes before. Before Shabbos, we're going to have a few more, a little bit more on this after the break. But we're going to go have a commercial break now. This is one one point nine Chai FM, Soul to Soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on one hundred one point nine Chai FM. One one point nine Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Every Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Matas, Masay, Reish Ab, as we begin the period of the nine days leading up to Tishvav, we are talking about the time for the beginning of Shabbos, and we're speaking about the mitzvah of Tosefis Shabbos, of adding on time, taking time, a little bit of time from Friday, and, and at the end from what Sunday, and making it part of Shabbos. And we discussed what the times are as far as women are concerned. Now, for the, the men who then go to shul, and go to and daven and daven a uh, 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 mincha, so they also they could start a little bit later than candlelighting time, but still they should definitely also accept upon themselves some tosefes Shabbos and and accept the Shabbos a few minutes before before shkia, and and generally we we say. That once candle lighting time has come, and the women are lighting candles at home, that is the beginning of Shabbos, and no malacha really should be done after that point. If you want to, uh, please God, when the shuls will reopen and you want to drive your, your, your automobile to shul, you really should get there and, and park it before the time of, of, uh, of candle lighting. And then we go inside and we go and, uh, and we daven, we daven mincha so we can also add on from the weekday to the Shabbos. Now, if a person wants to accept Shabbos earlier, that's fantastic. And that's why, uh, when we give the times for the Shabbos, I always talk about the earliest time for lighting Shabbos candles, which is from what we call plag hamincha which is approximately an hour and a quarter before before sunset, right? That is already, according to some opinions, considered halachically night, and therefore I can accept Shabbos, I can daven mayrev, I can make kiddush, I can sit down to my Shabbos, to my Shabbos meal. 
before that time, before Plaga Mincha, according to many of the Paiskim, you're not allowed to accept Shabbos before that, before that, uh, that time. That already is definitely still considered broad daylight part of Friday, not of Shabbos, and you cannot really, uh, uh, uh make that yet into Shabbos. But certainly from Plaga Mincha, and, and of course, uh, when we talk about the summer, so then when, when one night comes very, very late, so then many, many communities will start Shabbos as soon as it is Plaga Mincha, because otherwise it gets so late and you, know, you don't want to sit down until a meal at 10 o'clock at night and the kids, etc., etc., etc. The time of the ending of Shabbos is really when there are three medium-sized stars that come out. But since Achachamim were worried Maybe you won't exactly know how to define it, and you'll think that medium-sized stars are really, uh, uh, you'll think that, that, uh, are really large stars, and therefore, we wait until three, sorry, until three small stars come, come out. And again, and in order to fulfill the myths of Moise Mechal HaKadosh, we wait a little bit, uh, 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 until we have three little stars that actually are in one, in one, uh, in one cluster. Obviously today we don't have to look at the sky and see the stars. We can rely on a clock, on a watch, which is worked out according to scientific, uh, calculations that the time of the end of Shabbos, uh, uh, which includes our time of the end of Shabbos, includes also the, the Tosefis Shabbos. And this, this teaches us that there's a tremendous, tremendous connection between the days of the week and, and Shabbos. And therefore, we can interface and take away some of the, of the weekday and add it on to the, to the Shabbos. And speaking about adding on, we don't have any more time to add on. Just enough time to wish you all a beautiful Shabbos and a good Chodesh. Have a warm, very, very safe and, and beautifully inspiring Shabbos, and we look forward to spending some time together next week. To each and every one of you, a good Shabbos and a good Chodesh.